Welcome to Meant to Be Mama podcast. We are your hosts, Meg and Sarah. Two women with one mission, unpacking the real and raw truths of infertility, pregnancy after loss, motherhood, and everything in between. Thank you for joining us today. We are so glad you're here. Hi guys, Meg here. And today's episode, we thought we would touch a little bit on the husband support side of thing, partner support in this experience of loss. We've touched a lot on, you know, our personal experiences, the way we've healed, setting boundaries for ourselves. Um, you know, the list goes on, but we haven't really touched much on the husband side. And I know as for me, um, it was such it's, it's a thing that's not talked about ever, you know, when you're going through, through loss. And, um, I was scrolling the gram the other day and one of the accounts that I follow is called the misconception coach. If you guys don't follow her, she's awesome. She posts incredible things. She also does like courses and, um, trainings and things for people in this realm of loss. And the quote she posted was, when we are in distress, we don't need someone fixing us. We need someone to be there with us so we aren't alone in those big feelings. What we need to hear is, I don't know what to say or do for you, but I am here and I got you. Stay with someone in their emotions instead of rushing to fix or add facts. And I read that and it just really brought me to kind of, you know, what, me and my husband went through when I was going through my grief and, um, just trying to navigate through those feelings. Um, and I think it's really, you know, I know we've touched a little bit on like reminding ourselves that like they went through the loss too. Um, but when you're in it and you're going through it, like really the only thing that you can think about is like yourself in a sense, like, your hormones are so out of whack. You're feeling like literally crazy. You feel empty inside. You feel so alone, regardless if like people are showing up and are there for you. Um, and I think at least in my case, like most men just, they want to fix things, you know, they are used to us being a certain way and, you know, don't want to lose that person that we were, but after loss, like a part of you literally dies. And that person that you were before the loss is like that innocence is gone. That joy is gone. You're really like just kind of drowning in this grief and this trauma of what you've gone through. And, um, I think that's, it's a hard pill to swallow for partners when they really just want to like fix the situation and like come to a solution to like make things better. Um, and I know, you know, Sarah and I have touched on this and I don't know if you want to kind of share your experience, Sarah, but that was definitely my experience after I was, you know, four or five months, there was some times where it was like, okay, like, how are you doing today? Like, I, I feel bad. Like I feel like my husband for a long time was kind of walking on eggshells around me and just wanted things to be back to normal, you know? And I was just so not ready for things to be back to normal. I'm like, I don't even know what normal is anymore. You know? Yeah. How is that yeah. for you? I I think it's hard. You know, they're definitely going through it too, but in such a different way. Um, our bodies are so affected by it. Um, 
and hormones play such a huge part because sometimes your body still thinks you're pregnant, like your body has trouble then, you know, realizing that you're not. And then when your body realizes you're not, you get all sort, you know, the hormones in your body just um, affect your mental health in such a huge way that um, you're you're going through so many things at once, like physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, so I think it is, you know, difficult for them to understand that. So, you know, we do have to give them a little bit of grace there. Um, Absolutely. But it also, it's hard I think when it's, you're in it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hard when you're in it. And I think it's important to also give yourself grace because like your body is just going through such a crazy experience and you're trying to handle it and deal with it and, and understand it. And it's just so many things at once. So I, I definitely had a similar, you know, my fiance just wants to fix things and make things better. And like make me happy again and he couldn't. So I think that that was tough and he was hurting in his own way too. Um, so there were definitely, you know, we definitely had to learn how to work through it, um, which was difficult. He did, you know, the, in the beginning it was really, really hard. Um, and then I think as we communicated more and more and as I kind of was able to like process my grief and like my body, my body was processing everything that was going on. Um, we were able to kind of communicate a little bit better. And then, you know, once we kind of got through that initial like wave of grief, um, things definitely got a lot better, but it's really hard at first. Yeah, definitely. I, I think, Communication when you're ready is the biggest thing. Um, even if it's hard, like for me, it was, I don't know why it was so hard to be like vulnerable and open up. I just think when you're going through grief and trauma, like the last thing you want to do is talk about, like you're already feeling all the things. So it's like when you're like deeply in it, the last thing you want to do is like talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I think like, yeah. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I, kind of was like, why don't you understand this for me? I think I was like angry with him that he wasn't understanding how difficult it was. And like, I remember coming home from my DNC and like, I wanted food and like my, my fiance was trying to get me food and it like, I don't know, didn't come fast enough or something. And I just lost it and like started like sobbing, crying. And like, I still had all of the, they put like all of those things, the heart rate monitors, and I still had like the patches on. And I was like, remember just like ripping them off and like sobbing, crying. And he came up with the food and he was like, he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, what do you think is wrong? Um, and I remember just thinking like, why don't you understand what I'm going through? But they don't. Um yeah, they're, and they're trying they're so hard ones. to, but at the same time, they can't because they're not experiencing it, you know? Yeah. And then after you kind of come to the light and you're like, that was all of my hormones and grief. Yeah. Like I was a little bit of a psycho. Same. It's all of your hormones and you're in so much pain 
like emotional pain. I was in physical pain after my DNC. And I remember like, I remember one time just being like, I just like, just like screaming, crying, being like, I just want to get out of my body. Like, I don't want to be in this body anymore. And him just like not understanding that, which was tough. Cause I was like, why don't you understand? And it took a lot of work and a, yeah, it took a lot of work in communication and therapy. Um, yeah. So know. we're going to give some tips. I know it's so hard because like you look back and you're like, there were so many things that like you see now in like when you're out of the fog of like all the ways they were trying to help and like be there and oh, yeah. be supportive. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you did do so many things, but when you're in it, you're like, all you can see is like, why aren't you understanding? Like, mm-hmm. why are you asking me these questions? Like, leave me alone. Like, there's just so many, you're just blind. Like you're literally covered in this like layer of yeah. fog. And then now that we're out of it, I'm like, oh my, I'm so sorry. Like you were going yeah. through this just as much as I was. And I yeah. didn't like, I didn't even like ask, you know? Um, and so eventually our goal is to have them on the podcast and share their their side of things and their experience. We both joked that, we that it's going to take a little bit of convincing. It's take some time for that one, but that would be one huge. I, I seriously remember searching because you feel like, why don't they understand? I remember searching for a podcast and I may have said this on another episode, but of a husband that like shared his experience mm-hmm. going through it and like being in the like outskirts of it. Now I think they had, they had their, they had like a stillborn, I think. Um, or he, or it was like an infant loss or something. And they shared, he shared his side of things um, after. And it was so awesome to like hear his view on it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going, taking myself on a walk and like hysterically crying and like sending it to Chris and being like, oh my gosh, do you feel these things? Like, I need you to tell me like, if this is how you're feeling, you know, like, cause it's like, it's so hard to talk about it, you know, when you're going through it. But anyway, yeah. um, we had a couple of tips that if you are a husband watching this or listening to this, um, or if you're a you know, partner, if you're a woman, like trying to like give advice to your husband of like how to support you or a family yeah, member, maybe just same. send this link. <laughs> send this link like I did but um, just like the quote said like unfortunately like you can't fix this one you know this is something that's gonna take time and it's gonna take a lot of grace to get through the next few months or so I mean at least for me it took I would say almost like eight months to really like come back to like myself Um, but just be there like as hard as it is, as much as you want your partner back, like as much as you wish that they would be back to the person that they were before this loss, just know like things are always going to be a little bit different, you know? And you just have to kind of like, unfortunately accept that and like, just be there for them. Don't try to fix them. Um, And also like, I think a huge thing is and this is something that, you know, now with time, like at first it was really hard for us, but like with time, like you said, like having that communication and like sharing your feelings as hard as it is, like your, your person, your woman that's going through this, like if you were to just take the time and like open up to them and share how you're feeling, like 
the amount of relief that they would probably feel going through it and like having that support of knowing like, okay, wait, I'm not that reminder. Like I am not in this by myself, you know? Um, it would be like my biggest, like three tips. I know you had a few too, Sarah, that we had talked about. Yeah. I think thinking back on my experience, I mean, like kind of similar to what I, what I just shared, um, try not to take our moods personally because so much of it is hormone related. The like mood swings are normal and most often doesn't have much to do with you. It's just what's going on in our bodies like chemically. So try not to take that serious or try not to take that personally. Um and I think what was huge for me was when my fiance started um, like validating my feelings rather than questioning them. Um, and he never, he never really, I don't want to say it like he ever questioned them, but, you know, sometimes he would be like, he would be like, why, you know, why are you saying that? Or, you know, why are you feeling like that? And And there was a certain point, I think, where a shift happened where instead of asking questions, he would just say like... I understand. And I felt like he really did. And then, yeah. And there were definitely times where certain things would trigger me that even I wish wouldn't have triggered me the way that they did, but they did. And I remember those times him just being like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel the way that you're feeling. Um, And that was really, really important for me. Yeah. Yeah, especially especially around around the time of my due date when when babies were being born around that time, I had a tough time. I had a tough time with that and I wished that I didn't. It was this it was a similar feeling to when people announce their pregnancy that you have a tough time with it and then you feel horrible for having a tough time with it cuz you're so happy for them and it was the same when all of these babies were being born around the due date of when mine would have been or should have been. Um, and I had a really tough time with that. And then I felt horrible, like a horrible person for like crying when a baby was born. Like, yeah, I even feel horrible saying it right now. Um, but I do remember, um, I remember him being like, are you okay? What's wrong? And me voicing that, communicating it and him just hugging me and being like, it's okay. It's okay. Like that's valid. Like you're absolutely allowed to feel that way. And that was really huge. That was really important for me. We started trying again on our baby's due date. Really? And like, it was, well, it's crazy. So our, our one year anniversary was the due date of our oh, last wow. loss. Um, was that difficult? And so it was like, it was such a weird, yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, I guess it had been nine months, um, obviously since boy, we found out we were pregnant. No, I, so we, I had my DNC in October and then we started trying again, end of May, early June. It was such a weird feeling because I was feeling the same way as you, like, very sensitive. I wanted to get away. One, it was our one year anniversary. I was like, I don't want to be at home. I don't want to be sad. 
I want to enjoy our anniversary. It's like such a special day, but also like such a sad day at the same time. I think it will be like forever, you know, it'll be like, it's like a joyous day. It also like, ugh, so sad, but, um, yeah. And we literally went away that weekend for our anniversary and got back on a Sunday that Monday I was starting my letrozole pills to start like our process to start trying again. So it was definitely very like emotional, but anyway, prior to that, you guys, like, I think during the time of loss, like before you guys start trying again and like, you kind of have that glimpse of like excitement in a sense, like you have fears and all the things, but it's also like exciting after loss when you're trying again and like having that little bit of hope, like, okay, this can possibly, you know, end up a positive this time, you know? Um, but really like during, until, until then, like another huge thing is really like paying attention to your wife, wife, partner, um, for their overall well-being. Cause I know too, like something that for me, like after loss, like it's kind of like a mini postpartum, like you're, you really yeah. go through like a depression because yeah. your, your body's going through so many changes. So like as much as like you, you want to like fix them and like question and like ask when things are going to be better, really paying attention. And this is something that my husband was so good about, like, cause I had asked for therapy for a long time and it wasn't something that he was a fan of for a while, for a long time and wasn't down to go to therapy. Um, but then after our losses, um, and after like a few months of me not being okay, like, I think he really started to pay attention of like my well being and was like, like my wife is not okay. Like I need to figure, like, we need to figure this out. Like I, we may, you know, do you, do you want to go to therapy to like talk about this and like, so that we can communicate and like get better because we just needed to get better, you know? So I think that's really important, like really paying attention to your wife's well-being, especially after a few months and, um, you know, asking them like if they need extra support, you know, if, and even being vulnerable and saying like, I don't know how to handle this. We've never been through this before. And like, I want to be the best support, but I, I don't know what else I can do. So like, do you feel like we need extra support? You know, um, that's huge right there. I mean that when my husband like said that it was just like a great, like a huge relief off my shoulders. I was like, yeah, like, I think I need therapy. I think I don't even know how to talk about how I'm feeling like one-on-one with you, you know, like I, so it's been such a blessing and we've been going ever since, but yeah, we, um, we definitely did some therapy afterwards too. We had always – we had had a therapist because both my fiancé and I have always viewed therapy as um, – I heard someone else uh, use this analogy, but um, that couples therapy should be like a safety belt rather than like a full body reconstruction. <laughs> um, that like it should be there to like, you know, protect you from – a crash rather than doing like the surgery afterwards. After the um, crash, yeah. Yeah. So I love that. That's we've so both he and I, and I'm so thankful that he views therapy in the same way, but um we've always just been like, yeah, 
it's like maintenance on our relationship. So we definitely did did some therapy afterwards. Um, but I think you're so spot on in saying it's like a mini postpartum. Like having been through postpartum, it is kind of like that. It is. Like I've never really thought about it that way. Um, but I feel like that's pretty spot on. I think Yeah, I remember like month month four. It was like month three or four, like after my law. It was like around Christmas time. So I had my DNC in October, end of October. Um and really Christmas time was when it was like really bad. And I was like, what the heck? Because I, I didn't get my period for like four months. My body was just like so messed up from because I had literally a loss after like two back to back. So my body had just gone through like the ringer. Um yeah, and I just literally remember like I was on a call, a work call, and like started like hysterically crying when I was in the middle of doing my training. And I had a lot, I was like, I'm sorry, I have to log off. And then like I logged off and I like took a and I was totally and I'm like, what the hell was that? Like my body was like mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, thought, like, I was like, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm literally going I have postpartum depression. And I don't even know what that feels like. Like that yeah. went through my mind when yeah. I was when that was happening. I feel like it is kind of like that. I think another one is um, helping your partner set boundaries with friends and family um, because I knew that <clears throat> I knew that I needed to set boundaries, but actually setting them is difficult. Um, so if you have your partner as kind of like a buffer, if you know if they can help with telling people no or saying, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to be there for that. Um, it's just like one last thing that you have to worry about that you have to feel bad about saying like, no. And he might, Matt, um, would do that for me without even telling me, like he would just cancel things. Um, if things came up, he would just so supported too. Yeah. He would just be like, no, like we're not going to be able to do that. He wouldn't even ask me, um, about it, which, was so great um, because I have a hard time saying no and I have a hard time feeling like I'm disappointing people, but I also knew I needed boundaries. So as the partner, if you can help um, support, you know, your partner in that and hopefully, you know, the person that you're with knows you well enough to, Matt knows me well enough to know that I'm a super introvert and going out and socializing just wasn't what I was going to want to do. Um, so he kind of like shut things down for me, which was so nice. I have FOMO. So like you have like people pleaser. I have FOMO because I'm, I'm especially when I'm like, well, don't like just assume that I'm having a bad day. Like what if I wanted to go, you know? <laughs> so like there were some days where I was like, I don't want to go to all of them. Some days I'm like, well, don't assume, like, I don't want to go. So like, he got really good at like asking me like, Hey, we were invited to this. We do not have to go. And I, I told them we probably won't make it, but I will talk to Meg. And, um, he would always ask me like, yeah, that's like a learning, learning your partner. Cause for me, it was like, I don't want to be asked because then I'm going to feel pressure to have to say yes. I would rather you know me well enough to know that that's not something I'm going to want to go to and you just say no before it even gets to me. Um, I'm so proud of our our men. Yeah. They know us so well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to say he really does. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that is huge boundaries. Yeah. Help them, help them enforce it. Or if it's fan, like if it's family things, I understand, you know, you might not want to 
enforce a boundary on your partner's like family, but maybe with your own, you can kind of be that buffer, um, which is helpful too. Yeah, that was super huge for me. I think I, you know, I handled my family, Chris handled his family and it was, it was, yeah. I mean, as long as you're, the biggest thing is like you and your partner need to be on the same page with where you're at and like what you're able to handle. And when you're on the same page, you guys can both speak the same language to your families and move forward through that. And know Um, know that you're probably not going to get on the same page for a little while and that's okay. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm a mess, my relationship is a mess, we are not on the same page, like that's totally normal and it takes a while to get there and like allow it to take a while because this, you know, all of the positive things that we're talking about with our partners, at least for me, it, it took a couple months it took um, to get there. Me a long time. Yeah. 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 I mean, it took us to the point where we needed to go to therapy. So yeah, I, it's so crazy. Cause I look at this experience and how horrible and shitty it, it was and has been, but it's also been such a blessing. Like if you're in it right now, like feel the feels, do the things that you need to do. But like, if you guys can learn to communicate and like come to a silver lining and like do the work, like at the end of it, like my husband and I are so much stronger than we've ever been. Like I'm, I'm oddly grateful for the experience that I've gone through. Yeah. We've not me. We've gone through as a couple because like today, like I'm just so excited and even more ready than ever to bring a child into this world with the strong relationship that I have today now with my husband, you know? Yeah. I can definitely say the same thing. I, um, this episode is going to come out in the future, but I feel so confident walking into our wedding next week. And I'm sure that I would have felt confident had this not happened, but like it really did just make our relationship so much stronger. And if I was listening to this in the first couple of weeks that this happened, I would be like, I don't know if we're going to get there. <laughs> I don't, Same. I don't know if that's going to be my story. Um, true. Like truly I'm, you know, and we're laughing now because it's like, we were, but, we were in it. We but were truly, it. like if I listened to this podcast, the couple weeks after we were going, while we were going through it, um, I I I would have been like I, yeah I don't know if I want to be that woman saying this on the other side and um, and we did get there so it's possible but it takes time. We're two different people with two different stories and we have similar you know outcomes so yeah. um, we're just here to give you our our life experience and you know what's worked for us and I'm sure if you're on this, you're feeling these feelings. And and I I hope and pray that these suggestions can help you and can help your relationship and help your husband. And you guys just thrive as you move forward through the hard, you know? So, so hopefully this helps. Hopefully, you know, you can send it along to anyone that might need to listen to it. Um, yeah. All right, guys. That's it. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. 
Thanks for listening. It would mean everything to us if you'd rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us, your hosts, on Instagram at Meg Och, M-E-G-O-C-C-H, and at S-J-Silk, S-J-S-I-L-K, and follow at Meant to Be Mama underscore podcast for all podcast-related updates. Our biggest goal is to create community in this space. So feel free to DM us, introduce yourself, and share your stories if you're open to it. You can also find our private Meant to be Mama community by requesting us on Facebook and searching Meant to be Mama podcast community. You can find all of these links in the show notes. See you next episode.